What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio, and I'm your host, Dwayne Stein, the Gulf South Mortgage Authority. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This is your home show where for almost nine years, providing education and options when it comes to your most valuable asset, your home. And we've got a great show planned for you today. If you want to join the show, 504-260-0995. Or you can shoot an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com. That's info at mortgagegumbo.com. Bring in uh, co-host James Parker, who excited. Look, in the flesh. In the flesh today. So uh, you won't hear his... uh, his crowd, his entourage is out getting some uh, beignets and uh, coffee right now. So, yeah. There they are. We knew they'd be around. I left the microphone on in Bug Tussle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. And um, so, Parker, you what brings you to uh, back home, man? Well, family visit. Okay. You know, I lived here for 16 years, married a girl here, and we had four kids here, and I'm related to... About a million people here out of the 1.4 million people in this Metroplex. Yeah. I think about one million of them could show up at a family reunion um, and not surprise me. So uh, a couple reasons. Birthday party for my niece. That's great. Uh, another bad reason. Her grandmother's in home hospice okay. in Lakeview. So um, I'm also enjoying brother-in-law's new house on the North Shore. We have mentioned uh, on previous episodes he going through the phase where he just born and raised in New Orleans and have been living in Lakeview with two kids, but now that they're both of school age, yeah. plus the rising cost of insurance was a huge factor, they had to move to the North Shore. And it, they didn't have to move to the North Shore, but the math changed. Because when you look at what their house was worth in Lakeview versus what they got here, it's almost an even split, but their house is much bigger. They have a much bigger yard. They ha- Their taxes are much, much lower. But the big one is the insurance is lower. And then on top of that, now that they have two kids that are of school age, tuition goes away, and that's a huge factor. So now I am going to be observing and reporting on how they handle the lifestyle adjustment of now they both have a 45-minute commute to work and back every day. And so we all know that's the big trade-off. Is it worth it? Now, I made that commute before. When I first moved here, I had a job on the North Shore, and then when I got a job on the South Shore, I made that commute until my lease was up, and then I was like, nope. This uh, I I can't do it, but about a hundred thousand people do it every day. Yeah. So someone's doing it, and for some people, they think it's worth the trade off, and we're about to see if it's worth it for my brother-in-law. And I find that interesting for this show, because the thing that triggered their move, rising cost of taxes, rising cost of insurance, here comes tuition, and they didn't care if the interest rate was still at three percent or if it was seven percent. I think they still would have made the move if it had been eleven percent. Really? Oh yeah. So, you know, the, what, what's the trade-off if the interest rate's higher? Well, maybe your buying power goes down a little bit, but they were very much of the mindset, even though they didn't say it in the perfect Dwayne Stein parlance, of we are going to marry the house and date the rate. Right. And right. it was funny because I asked them um, a couple weeks ago, what's, what interest rate you get on the mortgage? He's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like 7%. Yeah. Didn't even care. Right. I know what mine is. Mine is 2%. Point nine five. Right. I've got it down to the hundredth of a percent. Right, right, right. So n- not only is he not invested or caring about the rate, he didn't even remember it in conversation. And you know, now his question is, how far does it have to go back down before he should give you another call? Because they they got the mortgage yeah. through you guys. Yep. And so I would guess this. Th- that's what I want to start with. He got if he got a mortgage at seven. Does he refinance at six? Does he refinance at five? What what number triggers that process? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. So a lot of um, what you got to understand is it's going to be based on the situation, right? So a lot of mortgages right now maybe have private mortgage insurance on them. So maybe we'll get off of that. But it's going to really depend if somebody knows this is going to be their forever home or not. And look at all the factors. So, you know, what we look at is, all right, where are you going to be five years from now? Because somebody could call them today and go, hey, we can get you down to 6%. But then are you going to go pay three points for it, right? So you want to make sure that it makes financial sense to not do that right away. So, 
you know, you want to get in a home, get established, get everything going. And then kind of from there, you sort of take it to that next level of, all right, hey, here's what we're going to do now and start looking at it. Because, and, and what I tell people all the time when it comes to refinancing, because they're, oh, if you can't save 1% or if you can't save 2%, man, those days are long gone. Now it's all about, you know, what kind of money are we going to put in your pocket? What are we going to, I showed somebody this week, hey, the rate where they're at now, when the rate goes down a half a percent, they're going to save by, by getting rid of the PMI and a half a percent, it's going to be 300 bucks a month. So why are they going to sit back and wait, right? So there's a lot going on. So it's, it's on a as needed basis and everybody's different there, but don't get caught up in something where people go, oh, it's, it's this amount, it's got to be this, right? Because it, it's, it's misleading. And because everybody, Parker, everybody's different, right? So you just want to make sure that you're not being sold something based on um, there's no norms. When it comes to your finances, you don't care what's going on with anybody else, right? You care about your situation. And that's what we want to make sure that we're looking at across the board, you know? So it'd be the same thing for your brother-in-law. Okay. Now here's something that you've probably heard a thousand times, but I only have a few anecdotal experiences in this. All right. They got a new house. And we're hanging out in it. And look, I've never seen this house before. This is the first time I'm looking at it. They've only been here a couple weeks, but they've already got this this vision. We're going to expand the back patio out, and so it'll cover the back of the garage. And then we're going to build a pergola from that little roof over to this roof. And so it'll be shaded because it, yeah. you know, and the, the sun's in the west in the evening. It just hit you right in the face. And you know we're going to get some drop-down shades. And so they're already coming up with these remodels and additions to put onto it. And... So what does that look like if they want to roll that into their mortgage? Like it can, how far away does uh, they have to have, to have a certain amount of equity? Yeah, or? you're going to have to have equity. Nowadays, lending-wise, you can't go above 80%. And that's even on a lot of HELOCs. HELOCs used to go to 90 95%. Now everything's at pretty much 80 maybe 85%. Um, we've got a program that we can go to 90 um, But when you're looking at it, it's just really, it's 80%. So you got to figure out from that loan part, where's it come into play, right? I mean, so you could want to do all those things, but you got to make sure the house is in a position to be able to do that for you also. So, you know, you got to kind of just pace yourself. You look at it, you go, hey, is this a good situation? Is there now time to do that? Then sure. So just to make the math pretty, it's not a $500,000 house, but if it was a $500,000 loan, they would have to get down to $400,000 before they could clock that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, and then you'd be able to borrow zero, right? Because you still would be only at 80%. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So no, I, I don't know. Yeah. So if you've got a half million dollar house, 20% of that, 20%, you're looking at is a hundred grand. Yeah. So you're down to 400,000. Well, all right. If your balance is, depending on what your balance is, right? So if your balance is... 300, then you've got 100,000 in equity that we can lend you. Okay. So it, it drops from half a million of what it's worth down to what's lendable equity, right? Which is that 400,000. And that's where it starts. That's right. That's okay. where it starts. So anything below that. And, that, and you know, and that's a feel good thing too, right? Because then, you know, you can go borrow and you still got 20% equity, right? So, you know, if the bottom drops out, which is never going to happen, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, when these naysayers and the crash and all that, then you're you're sitting in a good spot. So, so well, I'm thinking about it this way. What if they buy it at 400000 and then over five, maybe eight, ten years, it appreciates to five hundred thousand, and they've paid it down to three hundred thousand. That's same thing because you're gonna you're gonna get a you're gonna get a appraisal at because you want to go. I'm gonna need to know how much I can lend them, so I'm gonna so I'm going to give them based on a half million. And the good thing on that is it's equity that built in. They didn't come in and put down. I tell people that all the time, and and especially right now in the world that we're in. That's why we say cash is king. Hold on to your money. We know your house is going to appreciate. And if you've got it, then that's fine, right? But we don't want to put money into something right now at 7, 7.5%, 6.5%, right? Let's hold on to that money, especially you could get that money in return right now in CDs, whatever, right? Just so you want to hold on to that. And that's where the cash is king factor kind of comes into play and what we sort of look at there. They're trying to sell their previous house that's in Lakeview. It's a little cottage. Uh, I think they have might have it priced a little high, but hey, 
I can't blame them for shooting for the stars. Well, but if you are, here's the reality I'm going to tell you. If you are shooting for the stars, then, you know, you can sort of, if it's sitting, uh, you know, because we've talked about it, uh, you're asking too much. It's that simple, right? Um, because prices are moving, man. Prices are moving. So here, here's, here's their comeback. We're thinking about renting it anyway. Well, that's, that's huge. So if they can rent it, then Yahtzee, then let them be able to rent it out. A lot of people are doing that these days, man. A lot of people are looking at, hey, how can we rent this and or how can we keep this house? Uh, be it, we want to move, maybe downsize or maybe upsize, but hold on to this house. We do it all the time. And, and what most people don't do, and we had that happen this week, people don't understand that you can do that. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to show rent for two years. Right. So we could show them if they want to move, they can move today. We can make that house payment that they've got right now. If you're listening, we can make that go away. And that way you can use that as a rental property because I get it. You got two and a half percent, three percent. You want to use that as an investment property. We're doing that right now more than ever. That's one of the reasons why we're booking so many loans, because I'm amazed. And this goes back to lenders who got in because they were able to sell interest rate, but they don't know how to make loans happen. Right. They don't understand how to help clients uh, maximize. Of course, if, if everybody wants to hang on to their two percent interest rate, if they can. Right. Who does it? Oh, you know, that's you know? exactly what they're. So. So at. if that's the case, then let's look at what some of those options are, um, you know, and, and try to see how we can make that better for them. You know, OK, financially, mathematically speaking, I think they would be better off if they turn that into a rental. However, that's work. You know, there's there's the human element of are you really going to make sure the toilet get fixed? Or are you going to keep up with all that paperwork or what happens if there's a legal issue or, you know, you have to evict somebody and go through all that? I don't know if I would be willing to do that. So I don't want to push that too hard. Well, it just depends. Listen, I mean, it's not like these shows. Uh, it's it's not like, um, you know, these DIYs and all that stuff where they make everything look so easy, Parker and, and Gumbo Nation. Uh, it is a lot of work. And especially when you only have one. Right. Because if something goes wrong, trust me, I've had an investment property in a rental where it was only one. And when that one goes bad, it's on you. It fall, The bank's calling you. They don't care that somebody else didn't pay the bill or didn't do whatever. They're calling you. So, um, you know, you got to You got to look out for that. So but uh, hey, on the other side of the break on the show today, got so fired up. You, you, you uh, on the show today. What do first time home buyers? what you should know? What should a first-time home buyer know? And have you seen what's going on with debt? We're ringing the bell on debt. So if you've got any questions, shoot them in. Info at MortgageGumbo.com or 504-260-0995. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein. It's my pleasure to welcome Florida Lee Law and Title to the Total Home Authority. Florida Lee Law and Title is your hometown team for real estate closings and all your essential legal services. Jeff and his vetted team of attorneys can help you with any legal services you may need. If I trust them, you can too. To find an office near you, visit FDLTitle.com. That's FDLTitle.com. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. Buying a home in today's market is brave. At MortgageGumbo.com, my free second look saves listeners and homeowners like you thousands in interest, reduced fees, and lower interest rate. Before you buy, trust but verify with Mortgage Gumbo's free second look. Let me shop the best options for you today. Trusted for 30 plus years, I'll earn yours also. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. Wow, that's awesome. So smooth. Hi, this is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. In those phrases, I get to hear daily from my mortgage clients. But when I get away from the office, America's original craft vodka, Tito's, draws the same compliment. So take a sip, relax, and conquer the world with a fresh beverage that includes Tito's. It's gluten-free. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. Not what, but when in the Gulf South will Mother Nature rear her ugly head? That's why I trust the queen of insurance, Colette, with all my mortgage clients. With 85-plus years of experience, Colette and her team can ensure you have the proper coverage for you and your family, not the stinky carrier. 
So home and auto, flood or commercial, the queen and her team can help. Visit themonarchins.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Steiner right here on iHeartRadio. Hey, if you want to join the show, 504-260-0995, or you can shoot an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com. So, hey, lots going on. School's back in session. School's back in session, Parker, for you in uh, Texas? Wednesday. Wednesday, Okay. So fun there, right? So uh, excited. Gavin started his senior year this year. So uh, pretty fired up about that, man. Um, excited, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, time flies. That's all I could say. Me and Dave were talking about before. Uh, Dave, you got a senior as well in your household too, huh, man? Yeah, man. DJ's a senior at Franklin this year. Yeah, so we're not getting uh, any younger. That is uh, for sure. So, um does, do they have jobs? I can't wait until my kid gets a job. <laughs> that seems like the, gr- the great milestone I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I think uh, for my son, who's doing all the sports stuff, very hard to hold down a job. But with that being said, he knows, hey, if you don't play sports, you're going to work. Um, Has he shown any interest in dad's line of work? Yeah, he says uh, he would love to bring to the Gumbo Nation a cup of gumbo. He's thinking a cup of gumbo, a little smaller size. Well, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. Yeah, you start with a little, like a little appetizer, and go from there. So then you have one of them big tailgating boiling pots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you get the vat, and you know, and go from there. So, but we shall see, man. We shall see. Who knows? But uh, still, to come on the show, uh, what first-time home buyers? Hey, what you guys need to know, right? Share this with them. Uh, what do first-time home buyers uh, need to know? Also, we're going to be talking about, uh, hey, if you've got any questions. But, James, let's get into um, a little bit of uh, debt. Let's talk a little bit about debt. You've got some numbers, and, you know, I I, I know you saw uh, we went over, and for those on streaming, um, I'm bailing on you. I'm trying to make James pretty, but it is what it is. So, um, thanks. So, you know, listen, when it, when it comes to debt, this week we went over $1 trillion in credit card debt. $1 trillion. Uh, that's a big number. Well, don't get too concerned when the amount of debt goes up. Because the total household debt is $17 trillion. And the concern is that credit card debt is now over a trillion of that. So it's one seventeenth of the total debt. But there's good and bad debt. Oh, household absolutely. debt's good. What's the household debt number? It, would you say it is seventeen point zero six trillion? Yeah. So yeah, seventeen trillion. Yeah. And in in good times when the economy's ticking and productivity's doing well and income's doing well and uh, you, you see just like an economic surge, you also often see a debt surge to go with it. And part of that is because hey, people have more money, they can take out bigger loans, and they can go buy a boat and take out that debt. And the bank's not scared to give it to them because things are going pretty good. And then the people who are lending the money are, are a little more generous as well. So necessarily, higher debt doesn't mean we're in trouble. Okay. The concern is that this trillion dollars of debt is now averaging what twenty three percent interest, and yeah. it's unsecured, and it yeah. revolves and uh, th- that is uh, a lot deeper mud to walk through than, you know, a big chunk of that $17 trillion is people like me with a 3% mortgage rate who just bought a house a couple years ago. And so it's it's a huge um, amount of debt, but it's on a, a very thin interest rate. You yeah. don't want the huge amount of debt to be in the super thick interest rate, and then you got to walk through that. But that's one of the ugly things about inflation. It's really hard to gauge this number because... The, the $1 trillion in debt now doesn't equal what $1 trillion meant 5 or 10 years ago. So I don't know how concerned we should be about this. You have to think of everything in ratios and percentages. Yeah. And it's just, it's just it clouds the picture. I, I don't know how bad this is, uh, but it, it is worse than it was last month and the month before. All right, so here's my question. Um, what is the uh, delinquency? Does it talk about that on there? 
So, uh, delinquencies, auto loan balances. Where's the delinquencies? At the top? Credit card delinquencies are at an 11-year high. I don't know what the number is, but it just says 11-year high, as measured by the four-quarter average. Right. So that's bad, and I like to say 11-year high. What was happening 11 years ago? 2012. Oh, yeah, there was a little crunch in 2012. I remember that was the first time I bought a house. And uh, 11-year high, That's that, this is the kind of ratios you do look at, because if you don't know what that $1 trillion means, uh, you can look at the credit card delinquencies and say, okay, I don't know if this is how historically bad it is. I just know it hadn't been this bad for the last 11 years. Well, so what that tells me is this. Here's a little bit of where um, I start getting nervous is when I start looking at this, my nerves come into play because I start worrying about this is going 11 years highs. And let's face it, um, this is all coming because so you add a trillion dollars in credit card debt at what you're saying now, the interest rates are going up, right? Now you start hitting 11-year highs on delinquency. Something's going to have to give, right? Um, I don't know if it says anything on there on auto. Does it have autos? I'm assuming auto debt's got to be at all-time highs with the price of cars. Auto balances, uh, uh, auto loan balances continue their long-term increase, rising by $20 billion to $1.58 trillion in the second quarter. Originations rose about 11%, which uh, is more of a reflection in the rise in car prices than people running out to get a car more so than they were uh, a quarter ago. Yeah, so so the big thing there is you've got, uh, we've got debt coming. Um, you know, it's kind of what I am looking at. And that, to me, is a little bit of uh, the delinquency factor, man, is just a... Uh, a concern for me. It really is, man. It, this is inflation catching up with everybody. You yeah. know, when we talk about inflation's bad and, you know, when we printed an extra six trillion bucks during COVID, people were saying that's bad, but you don't know immediately. It's not like you get punched in the face or you when you step on a rake. This is going to be a slow, long beating over the next however many years it takes for us to get the budget back under control. And we're not doing it now. Neither party seems to be concerned about it. So you might just want to plan accordingly for just to step on a rate constantly until they can get this under control. Yeah, well, and listen, here's what I can tell you. Uh, People are starting to feel it. Uh, Refinances, while they're nowhere near what they used to be, um, I'm starting to get more of those applications, starting to get a lot of phone calls about, hey, Dwayne, do you do HELOCs? What's your thoughts? I know you've always said it's the devil, this, that, and the other. Listen, it's everybody's a certain situation that we look at, right? I mean, we offer a great... AI-based HELOC, right, where five-minute approval, you get your money in five days, and it's fixed rate, you get to choose your own rate, all that, so it's amazing. With that being said, there's some people that we've got to do a total refinance on and take them off of that three, four percent interest rate because the credit card debt has gotten so bad that the saving the 1,500 bucks a month way outweighs anything that you're looking at doing for them trying to Keep that 3% interest rate, but then all this other debt, that all, those auto loans. We try not to pay out auto loans with a refinance because we don't want to chase something that's with a five-year term or a six-year term or a seven-year term and put it on 30 years, right? I mean, and of course, any sales per, you know, so if somebody's trying to sell you that, that's probably not a good thing, right? Because we understand that. But let's get rid of that revolving debt. Let's at least consider it. Let's have that conversation because those are the things that right now probably uh, is something that you want to be looking at to see what options there are for you. Explain me this next part then. Student loan balances declined by $35 billion to $1.57 trillion in the second quarter. No clue on that. Makes no sense to me how it would decline. Did they, are we, we even I, paying I, those back yet? No. So I don't know. I don't know how that, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, did, did they dump thirty five? How much? $35 billion. It went down billion? $35 billion. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't get that number at all. Makes zero, zero sense to me at all. So uh, whatever there. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. So, um, you know, and, that's, and listen, we get it. We've been talking about the home buying. Now, look, I've got tons of folks under contract right now. 
I think we're starting to see people understanding that marry the house, date the rate, as you were alluding to earlier, right? And getting the facts of understanding that home values are still going up. And I posted something this week. If you follow me on social media, we posted some different things. And then, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is home prices are still elevating. And we don't have a problem with buyers. It's an inventory issue, right? So if a house is there, 60 straight days, we've moved out 18 days on average, houses are coming off the market. So that just lets you know if you're pricing them right. So make sure you're aware of that. And if you're not sure, hey, maybe I have to sell my home. Um, you know, those four Ds, right? Divorce, debt, death, or distance, reload. Uh, working with some folks right now that are moving in from Texas, right? Being relocated, so have to sell their house. Listen, we can help you with that. We can help you sell your home. That's not a problem. We do that. So get with us, and, and we can definitely help you in that market for sure. So, hey, on the other side of the break, we'll get into rate watches. We'll let you know what rates are doing right now. Uh, inflation came in, so should have been a great thing for rates, but rates just, uh, man, bonds, everything, all this talk about what stock market's going to do, all this, it's just crazy right now. So um, we'll talk about that. We got Rate Watch on the other side of the break, and then what first, shop, first time home buyers should know. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio 504 260 0995. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein. It's my pleasure to welcome Florida Lee Law and Title to the Total Home Authority. Florida Lee Law and Title is your hometown team for real estate closings and all your essential legal services. Jeff and his vetted team of attorneys can help you with any legal services you may need. If I trust them, you can too. To find an office near you, visit FDLTitle.com. That's FDLTitle.com. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. Buying a home in today's market is brave. At Mortgage Gumbo Dad Cam, my free second look saves listeners and homeowners like you thousands in interest, reduced fees, and lower interest rate. Before you buy, trust but verify with Mortgage Gumbo's free second look. Let me shop the best options for you today. Trusted for 30 plus years, I'll earn yours also. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dad Cam. He said, she said, real versus fake news. Cool for social media. Gumbo Nation, when buying or refinancing, you need the right answers. At Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam, we help guarantee the best available rates you qualify for. Our dozens of investors, many of the same you're calling, are ready to earn your business, and it's all in one spot. Let me help you with the right loan at the right price. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam. Wow, that's awesome. So smooth. Hi, this is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. In those phrases, I get to hear daily from my mortgage clients. But when I get away from the office, America's original craft vodka, Tito's, draws the same compliment. So take a sip, relax, and conquer the world with a fresh beverage that includes Tito's. It's gluten-free. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. The views of Dwayne Stein are for entertainment purposes only and are not necessarily those of Cross Country Mortgage, Inc. Cross Country Mortgage, Inc. is NMLS number 3029. Dwayne Stein is NMLS number 175109. To verify licensing, please visit NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Cross Country Mortgage, Inc. is an equal housing opportunity lender. All programs, rates, and terms discussed on this program are subject to change, subject to certain restrictions, and subject to underwritten approval. For additional information on any of the programs discussed, please call 504 206 Seven seven six zero seven. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Steiner right here on iHeartRadio 504-260-0995. If you want to join the show, 504-260-0995 or shoot an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com. Still to come. What should first-time home buyers? What do first-time home buyers? What you should know? We're going to discuss that. So, uh, Parker, I know we get questions during the week from time to time. So, I know you've got. Uh, I've called two from the social media. All right, what you got? Uh, this is from the comment section on YouTube. It says, Dwayne, I 
just came into some money from an inheritance. I have a 3.25% rate. What are your thoughts on paying my mortgage off? Good question. Get a lot of that. Um, right now, I mean, if it's at three and a quarter, the banks are paying you more. So I, I would say let's maybe use that money for something else. Let it sit in a bank. Go get a couple year CD. You're stealing money at three and a quarter. So to pay that off, I just, what are you really accomplishing? Oh, I, I get it. No debt, right? Um, and it's nice to not have that monthly payment. You know, that's pretty much everyone's biggest monthly payment. And if you get rid of that, then it frees up your, your other cash flow. I, yeah. My, my, I guess my rule on life is because, and it, you know, somebody listening to this may be like, oh, dude, hush up. You're in a lending business. You're just saying that anything that I share is through 30 years of what I see. Right. I don't have enough experience for me personal and my six transactions to do a show for nine years. It's the things that I see every day. And here's what I can tell you is cash is king. It's always been king and it will always be king. Anytime you and Greg used to talk about this all the time. Life happens. Right. Life happens. And this is an awesome surprise. This inheritance he got. And while he's asking my opinion, so I'm giving it, right? While I think to pay it off uh, may be a feel good, I think he could use that money, this gift, probably a little bit more wiser. Because if he pays off that mortgage, and I don't know anything about his financial situation, the only way he gets that money back is to go pay higher than what he has right now. So if that life happens... That life event happens, the cash that he's got, that he's got making in his CD or making in his uh, savings account right now, having access to that while still having a three and a quarter interest rate, to me, makes more sense to kind of hang on to that. What's your thoughts? I mean, you look, for over a decade working with Gregory, I mean, what is kind of your, you've heard on that, what's your philosophy, well, so to speak? I have no clue what to think of that until I know how much he inherited and how much it will cost for him to pay off the mortgage. Because if he inherited a million dollars and he only has to pay off $50,000, sure, go ahead and just a small yeah. little chunk. Good point. So so pay that off. Uh, if it's going to take up the, the majority of the money you inherited to pay off your house, I would be... I'm surprised he would even be thinking about that because w w would you rather have a pile of money or no mortgage? I'm not, I think I think if um, you know you can pay off the mortgage and still have a pile of money, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that 100. Um, percent All right, what's the other one? There? Oh, from social media. Yeah, yeah. the um, Dwayne. What are your thoughts on PMI? I'm. I hear you saying you don't have to have it even if. Uh, you have 20% equity. That's right. So you don't. So one of the things people need to understand is, uh, you know, PMI is private mortgage insurance. This is how the banks protect themselves if you don't have 20% equity. That's why I should put it in the, in the okay. question. Yeah. So with that being said, I do loans where you put down 3% and you could buy out PMI. But that's a whole nother topic. I think what, what she's asking here is think about all the loans that are being done and people like to poo-poo all over PMI. Thank goodness we have PMI. Because if not, you know how many people couldn't get loans? Think about all the FHA loans. I wouldn't have got my first one. All yet. the rural development loans. Yep. Right? Think about that. You'd have 20% down and VA loans. So... People need to understand, while there's hate on PMI, probably 80% of homes, I don't know what the figure is, we could probably go find it, is somebody at some point used PMI, right? Now think about that. You had PMI, you were able to make a great business move, now you move into this next house, and then if ever again, that's the whole point. So when it comes to PMI, you got to look at, I get nobody wants it, but I had somebody this week ask me, hey, instead of putting 10% down, I know you told me right now you recommend putting down less and having a PMI because it's going to be for a year to 18 months tops, right, with the rates. Within a year, we're going to refinance. I said, correct. 
But why? So should I put the 20 to avoid that? Well, the 20 percent down for this person was another the other 10 percent was another forty thousand dollars. So the sixty dollars he's going to be paying a month. Dude, hold on to your forty thousand dollars. That's the problem. That's where when you're dealing with folks outside right now in a, who only know how to sell rates, they're telling people, yeah, put that because it goes back to the first question. You can't get that money back unless you refinance out of it. Right. So then what? Then you're stuck. So my thing is, as far as PMI, let's look at it as, hey, you know what? It's it's the training wheels on a bike till you get you don't start at the Tour de France. Right? You don't start doing wheelies and jumping and all that. PMI is the training wheels so you can kind of get your mortgage feet underneath you, so to speak. And it's not a bad thing, but utilize it the right way. I'm not saying it. Look, got another person I'm working with. Parents are giving them a gift of 25%. That's what they want to give them to help them out. Let's roll with it. Right? I mean, the parents are giving it to you. Let's roll with it. Well, it's called the starter house for a reason. Well, right. Now, if the parents were going, hey, I'll either give you 25% or give you the cash and you do what you want with it, guess what I'd be telling them? Let's put down 3 to 5% and hold on to those funds. So is PMI, metaphorically speaking, the training wheels to your bicycle? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I want people to kind of look at it. I mean, just understand that it's not a bad thing. Is it cool? Maybe not, but does it help you to get where you need to go? Does it affect you from accomplishing what you need to? No. So use it to your benefit, and then when it's time to not have it, then you get rid of it. Do most first-time first, first homebuyers have, have to deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I know I did. But absolutely. I, I sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have that. So, and again, we'll try and find out the percentage Um of, see if you could Google that, Parker. Like, what percentage of mortgages have PMI, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that, let's just remember, without it, not everybody could be putting 20% down. The average down payment now is like 5 to 6%. So what is that telling you? People are understanding that, and uh, the thing we've been preaching for almost nine years here is cash is king. Cash is king. So... Understand when it's coming to that. Were you able to find something? Uh, yeah. Um, or does it break it down by loans? Because obviously FHA, it's going to be 100%, right? You know, stuff yeah. like that. So it looks like 42% had PMI coverage. On uh, their um, half PMI coverage? Yes. Half of loans? Yeah. 42%, yeah. Right. And, and 25% of GSE loans have PMI. Government service entities. Right. So think Fanny about Freddy. this. Yeah. So think about this. So 42%, and that's still after everybody selling their house, making a buttload, and dumping that. Now, do I say do that? Sure. Like you did. You sold. You made your money. Hey, I'm going to put that money into this home. I've got a client right now, $1.5 million, getting relocated with work. It's going to make six hundred grand. So is taking that money and putting it down into the new house. I get it. Sure. Okay, right? But at the end of the day, just kind of, and I know we kind of went off on that one question, but I want people to understand, look at PMI as um, a benefit. It's a start. It's your, it's your pads, right? It's, it, it, you know, when you're playing football, it's your cleats. It's the stuff that you need to be competitive. And you can't, most people can't get into the home buying world without that. Like, goes right into our next topic here. Do we have time to do this now? The advice for the first time home buyers? No, let's do that on the other side of the break because yeah. we've got one segment left. So, um, you know, so if you've got any questions like that, hey, get them in. Go to mortgagegumbo.com or info at mortgagegumbo.com. Any of the social media sites. Um, look, go subscribe. Go to our YouTube channel. It's free. 500 plus videos, folks, uh, on YouTube of us discussing past shows. We break down different things. They're categorized. We talk about PMI, how to cancel PMI. Uh, those are the things that we've got. Plus, excited next week, uh, going to have Total Home Authority uh, member uh, and president of Florida Lee Law and Title in studio. So uh, any questions that you might have in regards to title, estate planning, uh, he's going to be talking about wills as well. So any questions with that, make sure you tune in next week as Jeff Lester.
Fluscher, uh, president of Florida League Law and Title Total Home Authority member, is going to be in studio. So uh, good stuff there. And of course, the home away from the show is MortgageGumbo.com. All right, folks, you're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio, 504 260 He said, she said, real versus fake news. Cool for social media. Gumbo Nation, when buying or refinancing, you need the right answers. At Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam, we help guarantee the best available rates you qualify for. Our dozens of investors, many of the same you're calling, are ready to earn your business, and it's all in one spot. Let me help you with the right loan at the right price. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein. It's my pleasure to welcome Florida Lee Law and Title to the Total Home Authority. Florida Lee Law and Title is your hometown team for real estate closings and all your essential legal services. Jeff and his vetted team of attorneys can help you with any legal services you may need. If I trust them, you can too. To find an office near you, visit FDLTitle.com. That's FDL Title. Wow, that's awesome. So smooth. Hi, this is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. In those phrases, I get to hear daily from my mortgage clients. But when I get away from the office, America's original craft vodka, Tito's, draws the same compliment. So take a sip, relax, and conquer the world with a fresh beverage that includes Tito's. It's gluten-free. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. He said, she said, real versus fake news. Cool for social media. Gumbo Nation, when buying or refinancing, you need the right answers. At Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam, we help guarantee the best available rates you qualify for. Our dozens of investors, many of the same you're calling, are ready to earn your business, and it's all in one spot. Let me help you with the right loan at the right price. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam. That's right. That might have to get back into our rotation. New Orleans Saints versus the Chiefs tomorrow at noon in the Dome. I'm a Saints season ticket holder. Um, You going? I don't know yet, man. (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm so enthusiastic, sort of. Well, it's preseason, man. It doesn't count. And I can kind of watch them. But I can tell you this. I am probably more excited this year. Uh, than I've been since, oh, since Drew Brees has retired. And not that I wasn't, hey, uh, you know, Jameis, all that. Not, but I think just I feel better um, with Derek Carr. I think he's a, he's a winner. I think he's a guy that when you compare the numbers and you look at his numbers, first nine, ten years uh, versus Drew Brees, man, they're, they're pretty similar. And we all know Derek Carr, he's had overcome a lot more with the coaching and have the Sean Payton and all that kind of stuff. So, well, Derek Carr has done it with just so little help. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So, so, you know, and, uh, you know, look, New Orleans, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, absolutely, uh, welcome him. No doubt. We love a winner. Heck we love a loser. Let's face it. Uh, but as long as you're good to us and, uh, you know, you're good to our community, then uh, we'll support you in absolutely every measure uh, known to man. That is for sure. So um, with that being said, uh, you know, first time home buyers, listen, there's a lot out there. It's confusing. It's intimidating. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because you got to get it right. When you're a first time home buyer, we've got to help make sure that you get that right. You know, if you've been through the process before, uh, it changes. It changes all the time. But for you, if you're a first-time home buyer, it's important. So what I wanted to kind of put together is just some things that I think you should know. Just some tidbits, right? We, everybody likes lists. So, so let's start with number one here is get educated. And what I mean by that, uh, Gumbo Nation and James, is find trusted resources, preferably local right? Find those trusted real estate. And the reason I say local is, you talked about it earlier, talking about your brother-in-law. 
right? Real estate is local. South Shore to North Shore. Louisiana to Mississippi. Mandeville, Covington. You know, um, Hammond, Livingston, right? All these things, it's, it's local. And what I mean by that is what programs are available? You may want to live in Metairie, but you can't get rural development there, which is 100% financing. Yet if you live in St. Bernard or still in Jefferson Parish, but not in Metairie, maybe you go to the West Bank, now rural development. So, so get yourself educated. That is tremendous. And insurances. Hey, are you in an insurance? Flood zones, right? Where do you think? Are kids maybe? Are you buying? One of the big things, schooling. That's that's one of schooling and daycare is one of the big things, like you said, for your brother-in-law moving over here. So when you look at that, get yourself educated, but you gotta just make sure that you are it's a trusted resource, folks. You know, and of course I want to pat and look, we know the gumbo nation's growing and all the listeners and all that. That's why we do everything we do is free. You know, you've got our, you know, there's no reason not to go find information, James, you know, and find that stuff out. You're not going to get charged for answering the call. There's not even a process by which you could be charged no. for calling no. or asking some of these basic questions. Or even the people who left the comments on, on YouTube and Facebook earlier, you got your questions answered. What are we sending them a bill? No. They have a toll tag? No, no. absolutely not. Right, right. So make sure, just get educated. Number two. Take your parents' advice, but know that times have changed. I trust my mom and dad. I go to them for advice on just parenting stuff, things they've been there, right? Like, you know, like I told my son, I can tell you how to run a business. I can, you know, you know, a mortgage business, but I can't tell you how to run a car wash business, right? So you go to people in, 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 that are experts in that. So. We all love our moms and dads. Well, I also like the, the rhetorical trick you use there. Whenever you use the word but in a compound sentence like that, it just disregards the first half of the sentence. Well, but, but let me tell you the why, okay? Depending on your age of parents or grandparents, the old drunken uncle we like to you know, uh, talk about, what you're looking at here is while parents are an amazing resource, the 20% down we talked about earlier to avoid PMI, right? Oh, you got to put down this money, you know? Now, parents right now are giving great advice because they like, when I was doing loans, it was 15 to 20% interest rates. So I hear that a lot. But then I've got to explain the same person that told you, that's right, it is smart and home ownership, there's nothing better. Don't listen to them necessarily when it comes to the 20% down, right? So making sure, hey, get that good advice, get educated, and, and, and rely on those resources that you've got, but find out what makes sense for you. Well, there's also the fact that your parents are, could be 100% correct for when they bought a house 11 years ago, but Sorbanes, Oxley, and Dodd-Frank and all kinds of dumb things have happened in, and now we have like good faith estimates that used to be a thing, but they're not now. Yeah. And you, yeah it, so. just, just, and it, it changes on a weekly basis. It changes monthly. So there's a lot going on. So that, again... Um, you know, you, I wanted to say that because I think it's important, um, especially for our audience, because tons of referrals, hey, my uncle, my dad, my parents, grandparents told me to give you a call. Uh, I guess the number three, if, you, if you're keeping a list and you're writing this down, is as a first-time homebuyer, plan to be competitive with your offer. A lot of first-time homebuyers... Um, think they're going to come in and, hey, I'm going, to, I'm going to offer well below. And look, we've been chatting about higher interest rates for a while now, right? Um, and the lack of inventory, you know? So you would think with rates where they're at, if we were in a normal market, they'd be giving houses away. It'd be buy, buy two on this block, get one free. But because of the lack of inventory, it's still, the seller still has an advantage. Right now, James, every single, every single loan this month that we've got so far on contracts, every single one, all right, and it's 15 plus purchases that we're doing this month, the appraisal has come back for 10,000 or more. And so where's all these folks, the crash is coming. That's what we were seeing in 20 and 21. The appraisals are coming back. So what that means is the agent's listing it for the right price. 
it's going under contract, but by the time the appraisal and everything like that gets in and that new data hits the courthouses and all that stuff comes in and you get the new comp sales, the values are up 10, 20 grand. We have 150,000. That's wild. And that is what we were seeing in 20 and 21. And it's, so my, my point of bringing this is, to you is, you've got to be competitive. And this goes to the seller. List your house the right way also. Because it, it, right now, the seller has that advantage. And you don't want to be coming in with some lowball offer, some insulting offer. I hear that all the time. Well, it's been on the market for 30 days. So, you know, they're asking 225. We're going to come in at 180. You're not going to get it. And they'll call back and go, you're right. We didn't get it. I mean, so you've got to be competitive. And that comes back to where, you know, making sure that you're working with people that know. Because when that happens and they go, when we're going to come out, I'm like, all right, well, who's your realtor? And then I want to call them and go, what are you doing here? Like, But you kind of remember what it was like when you were buying your first house. You didn't want to get duped. You wanted to find a deal. You wanted to be able to brag. Leads back to the first thing. Get educated. Know what's going on. Because you're going to get disappointed if you do that in this market. Right? Those deals, so to speak, with air quotes, they're not out there. Oh, no. The house I bought a couple years ago was the sixth house we put an offer on. Right. That stunk. So understand that. That's why a lot of what we're doing is we're showing people if they're asking 225, go 225 and ask them for 3% in closing costs. Two minutes. Right? Get yourself six to eight grand in closing costs instead of going 225 down to 219. That payment's irrelevant and we're going to refinance anyway. And then I would say also, lastly, is get pre approved, not pre qualified. So many of you don't know the difference. And I'm speaking to realtors too. Pre-approved, not pre-qualified. Pre-approved means we have looked at. When you get pre-approved with us, you get to go make an offer, and I put 5000 bucks on your name, saying that if we don't close on time, we're going to give the seller five grand. A pre-approval means it's been through underwriting. A pre-qualified is, hey, Dwayne, I need a letter so I can go make an offer. So sellers, for you as well, make sure you are getting a pre-approval, not a pre-qualification letter. So that is, I get it. Listen, that is probably the most important thing is getting that pre-approval. And look, I guess it's a sidebar here. One minute. Face those fears, right? I can't afford it. Um, my credit, no money for down payment. James, you used the word free. Go to MortgageGumbo.com for free. We do a free soft poll. We will let you know what your buying power is. This week, somebody, a 580 score, James. We got their credit to a 620. They're out looking for a house this week. Three other lenders told them they couldn't do nothing because they judged them by a, cre by a credit score and not looked at what their opportunities were. Remember, MortgageGumbo.com. <laughs> Till next week, Gumbo Nation. Keep stirring the pot.